Hello everyone and welcome to the Dirty Side of the Grid podcast where we've turned up late to qualifying. Uh, so late in fact, but then uh, Michael Massey decided for fair racing and for the good of the sport that he'd let us start on the clean side. So, just this see. once. Just, just this, no, just, just for now, just for now. Just to, just to appease the Netflix fans. Uh, I'm the... <laughs> I'm the still salty host, Mohammed, joined by what is looking like, well, what's looking like it's going to be Yusuf's, I don't know, the hour of his life, to be honest. He's already pulling the smug face, so we'll see how this one goes. <laughs> how are you feeling? You know why I feel smug, though? Because my predictions were right. That's why I felt smug. You know, yeah, you know what I said? Yeah. I, told, I told, like, every, every person I met, I said that I want Lewis to win up to Saudi. From, this was... From Brazil. From Brazil, it? I was like, I want him to win to Saudi, so they're like level on points. And then going into Brazil, like it's basically a showdown of like, because it, it makes the race so interesting. Yeah. And then everyone's like, nah, nah, this, this, this. And then it happened, and Max won. And everyone, like, everyone I met was like, bro, you were so right, you were so right. I was like, I told you, why didn't you listen to me from the beginning? Incredible but, scenes. Well, we yeah, were like, I called it. I called it from You like, did call it. I called it from like Brazil, basically. But I thought, I genuinely thought at that point, I thought Lewis would win. Because Mercedes looked like, in Brazil, they looked like they had simply just incredible performance. Yeah. It kind of, like, in qualifying, it went it did, down a bit, yeah. Like, even in race pace, it wasn't as, like, it wasn't, like, Brazil, like, Lewis put 10 seconds in, like, is it five laps or eight laps? It wasn't 20th to first kind of pace, but it no, was no. still, it was, it was, okay. it was still clearly ahead much of quicker, Much yeah. quicker than everyone else, but not as quick as Brazil. So there's a bit, like, I think it's because the engine was a bit older. Yeah. You can see the difference. But before we start, there is one thing I like to bring up. So yeah, I was watching, I don't know if you watched the F1's post-race uh, show, essentially. Nah, no, nah, I so didn't want to hear anything from no, no, so Nothing that F1 was churning out. No, no, so this one was Will Buxton. Yeah, not a fan. Um, Jolian Palmer and Jack Aitken. Oh, okay. So it's actually quite a decent lineup in terms of like something like But Will brought up something that I mentioned to you like long time ago. Mercedes have not used their token on the car to upgrade the car up to now. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So, so essentially the W12 is just a W11 adapted for the regulations of this year. Yeah. So Mercedes have basically spent zero, not zero, but like spent bare minimum on the car this year. Whereas Red Bull was actually spending so much money upgrading. And you remember I told you that Mercedes, if they're smart, they're going to win the constructors. I told you this a long time ago. Let them drag out the championship and let Red Bull spend all their money on this year. And then you've eliminated one, like one team essentially for next year are going to be on the back foot. Mercedes, no, because Mercedes, the reason they've won eight back-to-back championships because they went into those regulations prepared. They set up their engine yeah. before in twenty fourteen. And even the car and everything, they they set it up for those. Re- I think they did this the same thing this year, where they essentially sacrificed this season, and they're like, let's drag it out as much as possible, and spend as little like like as in like trying not spend the, like any resources on the car this year. And you could tell they stopped like upgrades were like like the upgrades they brought were small. It was just kind of like. Like, you know, tweaking the car. Yeah. And then, like, they stopped very early, whereas Red Bull were upgrading, and they're bringing big upgrades throughout the season. So, like, I think that's going to hurt it's Red big, Bull. But that. before everyone gets worried, they were a midfield team in, in 2013. So before the regulations changed, they were a midfield team. 
So yeah, yeah. we'll get into predictions for next year at some point. We'll probably do an entire podcast on it. But I'm not don't saying think, they're going to dominate no, no, next I year. There's no, no way I they don't, win. I don't think that's going to happen because they're not going to spend... For, they don't get as much run time in the... Um, uh, in the wind tunnels. Or, yeah. In the wind tunnels. And they have spent, like, they didn't actually spend, like, all their money on the thing this year, whereas other teams spent all their money on... Uh, I don't think Haas is going to go on, like, the thing. But like, I think midfield no. teams like McLaren and stuff like that, they have a good shot. But yes, that's, that's for another thing. Well, now we're going to have to get into, before we talk too much about next year, we're going to have to go about this year. You are going to have to summarise the last weekend of the season in 60 seconds. And I'm not going to let you get away with too much this time. So, three, two, one, go. Okay. Um, Verstappen qualifies on pole. Everything before that was useless, basically. Um, and then off the line, Lewis gets a better start. Lewis goes in, even though Verstappen's on softs, which is purpose. Like, Red Bull did that on purpose. Uh, Verstappen lost the lead. It looked like Verstappen lost the race, essentially, at that point. Verstappen commits to an overtake, which based on like all the decisions of the FIA throughout the season, Lewis should have given the position back. The FIA didn't, inconsistent as they are the whole year. And then um, the VSC happened because someone crashed, I don't remember. Uh, uh, Giovinazzi stopped on track. Uh, he changed to newer tires, hard tires. So Verstappen was able to kind of check how defended Lewis. Incredible. Verstappen yeah. was catching up. And then Lewis actually built a gap. And then safety car, because uh, Nicky hit the wall. Lewis, uh, Verstappen comes in for softs. And then Michael Massey just screws up everything. And then Verstappen is world champion. Was it? Before you said Verstappen is world champion, that was 16. Yeah, it's fine. So there you go. According to Yusuf in 60 seconds, Max is not world champion. I'm joking, okay, no. Well, he's really, he's, he's, he's going to have number one on his car next year, so I think that's He enough. is, yeah. That's enough, isn't it? I think the funniest part is the, the last person to have number one in the car was... Was in 2014. In Red Bull, yeah. Yeah. So, right, so we've done that. I guess we'll just start off with the last sentence right there. Max Verstappen, world champion. How are you feeling about it? I think he deserves it. I think if anyone says he does not deserve it, they don't know what they're talking about. You can like you can feel for Lewis. I feel bad for Lewis. The way it ended was not. No one deserves to lose a championship that way, especially like, after the year. Like basically, they were trying to recreate what happened in Brazil. What happened? Yeah, well, in Bra- I hate the comparison. So no, no, but I what happened? Hate the that's the thing. What happened in Brazil was natural. Exactly, came, that's the point. Lewis, yeah. like it, it was exciting because Lewis won based on uncontrollable circumstances. It was, yeah, it's the weather, like, yeah. But they essentially were trying so hard to recreate that of, like, an overtake on the last lap. I feel like that's why, because if Lewis knew they were coming in, like, there wouldn't be five cars, they would have pitted Lewis. Yeah. Early, like, as soon as the yellow... As soon as it came out, gap or no gap, you pit him to make sure he's got the highest about. Uh, But they didn't do that, which was surprising, and... Like, they didn't do that. Well, they, no. saw, they thought there'd be, like, five cars between them. Or well, yeah, six, six with, what's his name, Sergio Perez. Here's the thing, though. Like, you just can't... We'll get into the talk later, but, like, Mercedes' strategy, you can't fault that. No, no, like, I don't, really, I don't really, fault... I say they did it based on the data they, they had. what they knew. Um, yeah. But then Michael Massey essentially did what Michael <laughs> Massey did. He went rogue, bro. He went rogue. There's no, no, there's no rogue marshals, but it. there's a rogue... Michael bro, Massey. I don't get. We'll get into it. We'll get into it later. Just first, Max Verstappen, world champion. Yeah, I think they 
I think the only thing that kind of sours it for me, or like for Max, I think that's going to sour it. It's kind of the same with Nico. Nico won the championship, and people look back and like, ah, oh, he only won because Lewis got that DNF in Malaysia or something. Yeah, the I, I guess, yeah. People are like, oh, that's the only reason he won, and this, 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 this. But that's minor compared to this. I yeah, feel like for that, Verstappen, his first championship is always going to be like, oh, but he only won on, like, luck. But I feel like that's actually, like, it doesn't give him justice. Because he's driven this year with actually with a level of maturity that he did not have, like, basically, like, any time before. He's yeah. grown up, he's driving, like, this year. Like, you'd expect a world champion to drive. Like, he was, dri- he was incredible. Yeah. I'd say if they were both in the same car this year, Max would have won. Purely on the basis of... Actually, he, Lewis made so many mistakes this year. Like, yeah, yeah, back that's home, what I mean. yeah. Like, like, when, basically, when Max was out of the race, Max was out because of circumstances he couldn't control. When Max didn't win, it was either Lewis had, like, incredible pace or Mercedes, like, got strategy like on point like Barcelona um, something like that or he was basically tired he lost someone smacked him out twice stuff like it was uncontrolled he but when Lewis made mistakes like when Lewis lost points like Baku he could have gained 25 points he lost them because he made mistakes you yeah. don't expect that from Lewis that's kind of what no, I'm yeah. like you expect kind of I think it's because obviously he's the way he's performed over the last seven years he's performed at such a high level that's what I expect, uh, expect from him. The one thing I would mention, though, is I'm actually very impressed by Lewis in terms of the way he reacted after he lost. Because I yeah. expected, like, if Max had lost, he would have flipped out, he would have done this, this, this. It would have been, it would have been ugly. Definitely, definitely. But the way Lewis kind of handled that, he went and he gave Max a hug, and even Lewis's father, he went and, like... I can't lie, under no circumstances would I shake Jos Verstappen's hand. No, I but I, I, I respect... But respect to both of them for having the humility to go do that. Like, I think that kind of says a lot about his character. Yeah, and for people who didn't know this already, like, where have you been? Like, this is so obvious. Every time one of those drivers under 25 crashes out, whatever it is, he's in their Instagram comments like, oh, you'll get him next time and all of this, but people are still hating on him. And then when he comes out and does this, they're like, oh, I've got, I've got newfound respect for him. Like, he wasn't a dickhead before. I don't know what. No, no, he wasn't. Like, really he wasn't. I understand I think people very not liking hard. his character. It's very hard. It's very hard to lose a championship like this, and go and hug your competitor, and his dad, and say congratulations. That's yeah. that's why I think like, it kind of pushes your respect for him a bit up. Like like you know like I respect him, but like a bit more yeah, now. No, I get Just it, yeah. because that was like the way he did it was like. It's the same with Sebastian. When Sebastian lost, he went to Mercedes, went into the garage. Oh, yeah. No, and he said congratulations. Yeah. But he did not lose it the same way Lewis lost it. So you kind of like... True, yeah. That was lost it was okay. races to go Exactly. It, it was Lewis, already coming. Lewis was, Lewis was world champion until like the last lap. If the safety car went, what is it, like 100 more meters, he would have been world champion. Or if Massey followed the rules, he would have been world champion. But we'll get into that. Honest, I don't want to like barrage everything too much because there's a lot of technical stuff i've never read the regulations in my life i've been watching f1 since i was like six seven years old obviously not the entire race because i'm not a maniac but like i've never actually read the regulations but they were posted so much i actually thought i might as well read them so if you want to hear that we'll, we'll go to it later and we'll talk got... about how michael massey does michael Mac- uh, massey <laughs> yeah i've also got a uh, tweet notifications on for mercedes now because they haven't said a word since they lodged the protest and I'm hearing certain things 
as of literally like an hour ago. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chat too much. No, no, I'm not no, gonna no. chat too much. No, it's not. Have to say it's not based it? on anything like okay, yeah, but set what, in stone concrete. What, what is it? Okay, there's obviously now me being in my Lewis Hamilton fan base bubble. I've followed a bunch of accounts, all of this stuff, whatever. A word on the street is they may be lodging a protest. They have because they've so they've notified the protest. They've said they've made the intent to do it. They have a ninety six hours. You mean appeal? So they have 96 hours to gather their evidence, you know, decide whether they're going to oh, do they're gonna all of this Oh, they're going to kill what Michael Massey did, essentially. Yeah, so they're going to try and get the result overturned. They're going to try and give Lewis his world championship. So they have 96 hours. The 96 hours ends at Thursday at 8 p.m. The trophy gets handed to Max, or the beginning of the trophy ceremony starts at Thursday at 9 p.m. So an hour after. Yeah. So they have until Thursday at 8. You I'm know, hearing they might do it. They still haven't made an official statement. I will, I will decision, say, but we'll I will say one thing about it. You know how yes. it's ironic? It's ironic in a way that Michael Massey and Liberty Media, and they're trying essentially to push the thingy to the end. They're trying to get this showdown. They're trying to get so yeah, the much. Graphics they're, really. trying, they're trying to essentially get Formula 1 a bigger fan base. But the way they did it, they might actually lose fans just because if, if it gets overturned, I don't. I think the, they're going to appeal it. I think it's going to get rejected, and I think then they get to take it to the international court of um, related to. That's already happened. So so they've it was appealed and rejected straight after the race within about two hours of it happening. That's when you got no. The they lodged a complaint. No, no, they lodged but a complaint. What they ha- they took it to the stewards. Yeah. They said Max overtook us under the safety car. Yeah, and uh, I don't the, think I don't the safety think car. It's well, not going to change for the max thing. It's going to change. The safety car. He overtook us under the safety car, and the safety car rules weren't followed by Michael Massey. The first one, you're completely right. The overtaking under the safety car that was just thrown in there for the sake of you know. Let's. It, it was like a what they called hail marys. It's, yeah, just you know, just throw as many. Just as give it a go. The second one was the main one, but the stewards still overruled that. They had a hearing after the race. It was like nine p.m. local time for them. Uh, or I think it was even later, I don't know, but either, I think it was 9pm here in the UK and then a lot later over there. They had the hearings and stuff and they declared it. The stewards said, no, we're keeping it. Max is still world champion. The overtaking thing, we admit he overtook Lewis, but we don't really care, basically. And there were arguments made about the safety car rules, but we'll get into what they actually said specifically. After that, they had an hour window to lodge their intent to appeal it. Yeah, but so they that's what they did. With, the, with the stewards as well. No, that goes to the International Court of Appeal. So this, this yeah, thing Yeah, but that's the thing. Now, what I'm saying is even if the International Court of Appeal rejects it, yeah. they can actually take it to like a higher court. Oh, this is the, the Court of something, Motorsport. Yes, no, hold on, yes, hold on, the hold International on. Court of like Motorsport, wherever. So it's the... Oh, I didn't write it down. It's the, basically... That's the one where like it's, McLaren I think it's CAS, got... Uh, um, McLaren got like the 100 million fine was that uh, the highest court essentially this is how intense it's got though I was on the Daily Mail website of all places you'd find me and they said that uh, in the in the regulations for applying as a constructor to enter the world championship you have to say that appeals and stuff go through the ICA the International Court of Appeal which is independent from the FIA that's what they're saying it is so They've ruled out the idea that it could go to that other court, but we'll see. I don't know. First of all, Mercedes have to actually say they're going to do it. They need to follow through and say that we're going to take this to court. Then the court stuff needs to happen, but 
I don't want to get too much into it. So, I don't want to overload everything now. Realistically speaking, realistically speaking, Max is gonna get the trophy on Thursday. Yes, definitely. Um, if it if it gets a, like if it gets like changed, it's gonna get changed probably around February time, like closer to the start of the new season. It takes at least a month. But that's 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 why I think the where process. they screwed up because now they've basically ruined. They kind of they ruined it for the fans. Like, you know, Harry Kane was commenting on it. He's like, I've not oh watched everyone, but like... Bro, this, <laughs> but one like, thing we can know. all get behind is no one wants to see celebrities chatting about... No, 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 no. <laughs> but I guess I'm talking about it in terms of, like, people who have no clue what they're talking about. Even yeah. they're, like, they're confused. Gary Lineker's tweet was elite, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, so they're, like, 4-0 up. And then the <laughs> suddenly the referee was like, you know what? We're going to settle this by a penalty shootout. You lot, you're shooting barefoot. And you know what? It wasn't even that wrong, to be honest. And then Will Buxton was in the replies like, oh, this is so wrong. I'm sorry, this is not accurate, though. Like, Will, uh, Will Buxton's just... I mean, realistically, he's just a spawn of F1. Like, he's he's their puppet, so you can't really listen to anything he says. <laughs> right, look, I don't want to... We'll go through this later. But first of all, we'll get into qualifying and the, the start of the race. So, quality happened. Max's pace was insane. He... He did what he couldn't do last week, finished the lap, and he smashed it completely. Like, the Red Bulls once again setting pace. What did you think of the lap? I think, okay, free practice, boring. <laughs> no one gets, no one watches practice. But free practice did give us an idea that Mercedes would have the better pace on the long run. Yeah. Um, but Red Bull had tested the, the softs, essentially. Um, and then going into qualifying... I think everyone kind of thought Max would put it on pole, like, but I think the surprising thing was qualifying was kind of like great lap, but not as great as Saudi because he was a lot closer than Saudi. But I think the thing we have to talk about is Max's start. We we don't want to get into Max's that too soon. Start First of all, I just want to say, is, is, in terms of qualifying as well, Sonoda put it through. Sonoda, we'll get onto him in a bit as well. I don't want to like keep delaying things to the end of the podcast, but like. Sonoda got through to Q two on mediums. Other than the two, yeah, other than the two Mercedes, he was the only driver in the top you ten. Q three. So he got through. Sorry, yeah, he got through to Q three on medium. On medium tires. Other than the two Mercedes, he's the only driver that did that. Everyone else did it on softs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you could argue Red Bull did it on purpose, but like, for yeah, a Red, Red, driver Red, to Red do Bull that, did it on purpose. But Red Bull, the whole idea was to start on softs to get the advantage. I think if Max was ahead, I genuinely think he would have kept Lewis behind him. But I mean, he would have done anything to keep exactly. So he he would have kept like I think Saudi is a good indication of Lewis having the pace, but just not being able to. Overhead. But Saudi's a different driver. Yeah, with but, the like one kilometer straight down the back straight. But even then, Max would just weave. He did and Max weave. and Max and he would, did weave. And Max was gonna take the inside and just push his car like so. Lewis essentially Lewis might have like be be further ahead, and Max is just like gonna block him off on that. So he he's gonna defend it. I think he would have kept the position, but his his start is just shocking. Yeah, well he got completely dusted on the start. Like tenth, so clear in turn one. A tenth he was a tenth downing reaction to him. And then on top of that I think Red Bull said he he like he had clutch issues. Not clutch issues, but he like he messed up with the clutch in first and second gear. So his start was awful. Lewis gets passed. And now his strategy is ruined. Like the whole point of being on soft tires, you're meant to build up a gap to the car behind you and then pit and you have like all of this basically. But if the car's ahead of you, there's there's nothing you can do. Like your strategy is ruined. Yeah, you're, you're, you're ruined. 
So, but you have to give it to Red Bull for their adaptability. Uh, adaptability. In they terms didn't of like, everything at it, yeah. Yeah, in terms of like every with everything that was happening, they still stayed on top of it, and they still were able to extract as much as possible out of the race. Everything was a punt, to be fair. Like even from the start of the weekend, everything was a punt. Like going through to Q three on soft tires, that's a punt. Like a, just everything. It was it was all like you could tell they didn't want to admit it, but I'd say Christian Horner's way of admitting we don't have the race pace to keep up with Mercedes tomorrow was him going. I mean, it's been a great season. We've done so well. We've taken them to the final race of the season. I'm so proud of everyone. Like, he was... You could almost say he was talking as if he lost it already, which arguably they, they did lose the constructors. Obviously, they don't care about that. But, like, you could tell he knew they didn't quite have the pace, which yeah, is why they were doing everything they could. Mercedes suddenly just got pace from nowhere. That's, yeah. that's the shocking part. Is I just, I just want to know where they got that pace. Because it's not the engine. Like you can no, just, like, you can think you can sing to the end of the week about a new engine. A new engine is not giving you that big of an advantage. There was something shady, and I don't mean shady as in it's wrong. I mean shady as in it's borderline grey, like right, where they were using like something to give them that extra pace. Why is Interesting. it? Interesting. I mean, know. so what I've heard, obviously, this I don't know. All you can say about it, what they're saying is, well, it's not even they're not going to come out and say like this is where we found our four tenths in the last four races. But essentially, they're talking about finding... The problem with the car wasn't that it wasn't fast. It's that they didn't understand how to balance it properly or set it up. And you could see that if you watch Lewis's qualifying laps. He's always hacking at the steering wheel. He's always doing all of this stuff. But if you watch one from him last year or the year before, you yeah. can tell it's all smooth movement, movements, one movement at the steering wheel. There's no oversteer. There's no understeer, all of this stuff. So they're saying they found out how to set it up better, which... Makes sense with the amount of time I'm assuming Lewis is spending in the simulator and all this, which he normally doesn't do. I think he said he turned down a uh, a couple weeks ago before one of the races, one of these last four. He said he turned down a dinner somewhere to do with important people, like a table of important people to to train instead, which normally he would never do. Bro, he, he's, he's, he doesn't he doesn't use the like he's used the simulator like three times before this year. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, something right, like right. that. It was like he's used it, like he's never used it basically before this year. This year is only because he had to use it essentially. Yeah. But you can see the difference actually between their setup between Max and Lewis, especially in Saudi. In, in Saudi, it's very evident and actually you can see it very well, um, especially in qualifying. Max is like the steering angle he's putting in. Like, if you watch his steering wheel, it's, it goes like he... So he goes right, right and then it's left, and, then it's right, and it's like this smooth kind of, like... He doesn't... He only puts, like, one steering and holds it, and then yeah. the next corner. Whereas Lewis is... No, that's what I mean, yeah. So they can't set even up... Even in Saudi, the, the car wasn't set up... Like, in yeah. qualifying... I think they set up the car for the race. Like, yeah, it's a course. good setup. But for qualifying, you could see it was just... It was not set up well. Like, you can see the difference between the both of them. Max's car was just so And the smooth. biggest one to be able to tell is when Bottas doesn't do well. Because Bottas is an alright qualifier, to be fair to him. So when Lewis yeah, is... Bottas four is a good qualifier. So when four tenths is... When Lewis is four tenths behind Max, but Bottas is another eight tenths behind Max, you can tell, like, Lewis is doing this purely on talent and he's getting it up there and all of this. And I'm not saying Bottas is some four-time world champion, but, like... You can He's clearly a good see the difference yeah, between is a him and the rest qualifier. of them. Uh, but that's the thing. This year, I think it was very evident. You can see, like, Max and Lewis were just in a league of their own. Yeah. 
like wow. literally in a little in terms of consistency in terms of extracting the most out of the car you could argue that at the beginning of the season the only one that was kind of close to them was Lando but he kind of he, he solidified his third like it was Max and Lewis Lando and then, and then the rest yeah I think he was the closest to them but then he obviously had that run of bad luck like literally the whole like since midway since Russia Lando's oh, yeah. just been like he's not actually driving but he's driving really well yeah he got he's another just, puncture did it or he, he got Sunday. So he got a puncture in Qatar he got a puncture in Saudi he was you know in Saudi he was ruined under the red flag yeah he got a puncture in the other race uh, in Abu, Abu Dhabi, Dhabi yeah. bro his luck has Russia they screwed up the the thingy he's just he's been having such bad luck yeah, like he was saying, I want the season to end, and like uh, Ricardo is saying this, and you kind of you understand why they want the season the season to be over. It's just like, yeah, I just want this just bad luck to end. Well, once again, we're just getting started on the race. We're still on lap one, because going into turn seven, Max goes for another late dive on Lewis. This is as we were saying before, his soft tires. You know, he needs to get ahead of him for the strategy to strategy to work you can't just watch lewis drive off into the sunset so he gives it a go he dives up the inside goes all the way to the white line everyone's saying he kept his car on the track i would argue he didn't leave any space on the other side but then lewis goes through narnia and back to cut the corner get back on and he has a big advantage very 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 big advantage the stewards say he he gave yeah, back this advantage not, before the lap end. Bro, I don't, I don't trust the, uh, the stewards. Honestly, <laughs> to be fair, yeah, we were I watching the race together. Them. At the time, I was, I was defending what, their decision. What, what I can't trust anymore? anything the stewards do anymore, to be honest. What are they <laughs> talking about, bro? Honestly, I think, no, I think that's the... Like, there are the rules, fair enough. We listen to the rules. The rules are great. But the way you implement the rules matters. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. the race director or the stewards, they're going to implement the... the like the rules in a certain way and i think that's that's the thing it's like you implement it in a certain way charlie whiting used to implement it in a certain way that's okay as long as you're consistent with the way you implement it yeah. max did like if max did max did this overtake a few times he was fine no penalty nothing if Lewis had crossed him you'd have got the position back all that stuff and now he's being told no, no investigation not even an investigation it's not no it wasn't even noted bro so when you see that stuff you just you're like what are you guys talking about like it's not just inconsistency you're so inconsistent it's just it's painful to watch it's stupid and the thing is when i said i looked at the regulations i obviously i didn't look at the sporting ones you know the ones to do with racing all of this but i know for a fact there's a rule about leaving a car's width when you're driving you know like in the braking zone and all of this and leaving a car's width well i'm sure there's other stuff and whatever it is but the the point is, there are incidents like this. It happens all the time. Someone goes up the inside, doesn't leave the other one room. There are five seconds handed his career out. On this kind of stuff. And he pushed people out, and it's okay. Then there's uh, obviously the leaving the track and gaining an unfair advantage. These are quotes that we can make from the regulations that everyone knows about purely because they happen so often. And if it's something that, you know, this isn't like a weird tweak or a weird quirk in the regulation. This is like, this is what racing's about. Every time two drivers go side by side, it this is likely to happen now. So, of all things to be inconsistent with, it's something that happens weekend in, weekend out. And it's just embarrassing to watch, to be honest. Like, wh whatever you're going to do with that situation, whether you say Lewis should have given the place back, whether you say Max should have given him room, whatever it was, like, you, there's an argument from both sides now. 
Like before it would have because been of like the you know, inconsistency of because of the inconsistency. Like the same way Max complained about his penalty in Qatar because he said it was fine in Brazil. Exactly. Like it's. You it's know that it was it was in Saudi. It was in Qatar. The interesting. Oh yes, yeah. Yes. Um, there's I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, yeah. Um, was it Jolian Palmer who who mentioned this? He was commenting on, this is the first year where we can actually hear hear the stewards. Oh God, yeah. Uh, Michael Massey, sorry, and. Basically, if you actually look at it, like Toto and like. This is why I don't think Michael Massey should stay. I think Michael Massey should go. But it's because Toto and Christian just, for fun, they just bully him into doing yeah, what they want. No. He's, well, he's, 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 like, he's, like, let's be he honest. does get bullied. He gets bullied by both of them. Like, that's, the funny thing is, he gave up on that. And he's like, the moment it just, like, he just broke, was literally at the end of the <laughs> race. When Toto was, was like, asking him. And, he, and then he's like, it's called motor racing. That's when he just, like, hung up. You know, that's like, they mentioned something where people can lodge a complaint. The, 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 like Michael Massey or the race director that pressed a button, I've seen your message. You won't get a reply from him. And then he makes That's already there. No, but he's talking to them. I know, yeah, that's what I mean. I was thinking like, where, where, anywhere else in the world would you find someone in a high place of authority able to talk directly to someone in a lower place? Because these are the team bosses we're talking about. And then the director of everything that's going on, the race director. They should be talking to some secretary or like, do you know what? I'm not trying to like demine the, demean the position or whatever it is, but like Massey should have a right-hand man, right-hand woman. Someone sat there. They take the complaints. They hear what's being going on. And then they feed through the important stuff. Toto's screaming, I beg you don't send out a safety car or whatever. Yeah, that, that is that's just, ridiculous. Yeah, that's insane. Like they have no respect for him at all. And I'm hearing there's there's reports and stuff and all of this, whatever, they're saying that most of the team bosses have lost trust in him. Yeah, they And a lot of the drivers don't really care yeah. about him. Uh, that's the thing. I think he's he's not had that, like, firm grip from the beginning. Because you're doing, like, F1 is just people with big egos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, everyone yeah. there has a massive ego. And so you can't... Almost the size of their bank account. Yeah, you can't essentially stroke someone's ego. You have to just be, like, firm with all of them. Like, this is the way I'm running it. You either like it or well, you just leave. I don't care to you. Like that's the way you should. If he be did like. that at the start of the year, but then, that's yeah. the thing. He did none of this, and then he's like, "Oh, why are we losing the champ? Because what are you doing?" <sighs> right. Okay. That that runs turn seven. We'll get into the middle of the race, and the the desperation from Massey as it starts to build. Now I'd say we're in the middle of the race. Lewis has now extended his gap. It's like eleven seconds or whatever. Uh, thing is, Max's tyres are now dying, so he pits. Mercedes do exactly what they need to do, and they just cover it. They pit again. They pit as well, so that just ruins any chance of Red Bull being able to do anything. That leads on to, well, uh, Verstappen getting stuck behind Science for a little bit, but he makes the move. I was thinking this is going to end up like twenty ten, where he just gets stuck behind Science for like twenty no. laps and then it's over. But the he new track, the, the new track gave him the chance to overtake. The new layout was good. It did turn out yeah, to be much right. better than last year. Definitely, or uh, the year before. And then we get on to after Lewis has pitted, the gap to Perez suddenly creeps down, and we get onto some of the the best on track action we've seen for quite a while, I'd say. When when it's Lewis when it's Lewis and Perez, you always get really good racing, and it's always very fair racing. Yeah. Like he did it in Turkey as well, where he held held up Lewis, and he did it. 
like where we overtook him it was like it was incredible driving it loses like it was dangerous driving bro like Dustin Perez did nothing like Perez was very 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 fair he was smart yeah he was parking he, it on the apex but it was very smart and fair and obviously Lewis can't complain after exactly. 2016 he, he said he said exactly that's the thing he was like I think he's complaining because he's backing like he's backing he's complaining because he's going slow in but the bro, apex bro 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 you were doing do? that to like Nico Rosberg for like the whole race what are you talking like this is why I don't like like that's just a level of hypocrisy where he literally did it for a whole race <laughs> He did it for two laps, he like dangerous driving. What dangerous driving? He didn't do anything, bro. He's, if he slows down on the straight, fair enough, you can say dangerous driving. But he's not slowing down on straights, he's slowing down on like the apex, which is like you're a few car lengths behind him, so it's fine. I mean, that's the, so I heard watching it back and then hearing people talk about it, obviously, does. It was very smart from Perez and he did very well. Like it was fair and it was like, I don't know. It was just clever. It was very clever. Like, if he goes too slow, Lewis is just going to go around him. But if he goes too fast, he's not holding him up. So the fact that he balanced it that well, and he held him up, and he did this, because Lewis is going to be cautious. Soft tires on his old soft tires from the start of the race, he saved up. The reason Lewis caught up to him so fast is because he was saving his tires, saving his battery. And then he does all of this. Suddenly, Lewis's eight-second gap becomes literally nothing, and Verstappen's right there behind Verstappen him. Verstappen reached a point where he was four, ten, uh, four tenths behind Lewis. For yeah. like for like a second and then it went up like when Lewis overtook Perez it went up to like one point two one point three. That's when I saw her, yeah, yeah. Like one, two. But it, it was just quality driving. Everyone's there. praising Perez. The funny part is Checo, you're a legend. <laughs> the funniest part is I'm seeing people talk about here's the interesting thing. With Perez and Lewis, they're giving each other cars whips, they're going side by side, you know, all of this. People are saying Max could never do that. And the reason we don't oh, see the do. reason we don't see Lewis and Max doing this is because the moment one of them gets alongside the other one, you send the other one off the track, no penalty, off exactly, you go, yeah. drive into the sunset. And that's why I'm saying, like, I don't like this whole uh oh, whoever's the lead car, whoever's got the apex, whoever has the racing line, they can do what they want. And the other car just has to disappear. Like that's just so stupid. It's not hard racing. It's just dumb. And you can't say, oh, yeah, we'll shove a gravel trap in there because there's videos being made or videos that have been made years ago about how stupid gravel traps are and how, in general, they can be very dangerous. Like, you can... It's not guaranteed to slow the car down. There is a possibility the car will just skip across the gravel trap and end up in the barrier. Seriously. The gravel itself, if it ends up on the track, could cause a VSC. No one wants to see that. It just ruins the racing. There's a lot of talk about things about gravel traps and stuff. You can't just shovel gravel trap anywhere. I get that the someone in the YouTube comments, they call them like painted car park tracks, which is fair and I get it and it looks ugly, but at the same time, it's still better than a gravel trap. You can't do that. Like the gravel traps are gone there. If no new track nowadays, I'd be very surprised to see a gravel trap in a new, in a new no, track. No, probably not. I think if they, they put like a very tight circuit like Saudi, where it's just like you're in the wall, or they'd yeah. have like big runoff areas. That's probably what they do. Because it's a lot easier to maintain as well. Yeah, completely. Exactly. So, but grass, yeah. even grass as well, you're probably not seeing that. Grass does an awful job of slowing the cars down. So, if it's wet. Even if it's dry, like if you. No, I'm saying if it's wet, it slows them down very much. Yeah. Plus but then go, you would. They go fully off as well. Yeah, but think, you wouldn't think want George to. George and Imla. That's what I mean, yeah, but it's, it slows them down because one tire was on it. If you imagine that was there in place of the tarmac runoff, he's just skidding across that grass exactly. and going into a barrier. Basically. So, for safety, 
gravel traps are basically dead. Uh, so are tracks like Spa, probably, realistically. I'm not saying that we're going to leave it, but we're probably never going to see a track built like that again. Seeing oh, no, as it no, wasn't no. even built in the first place. No, no, no. As in, you're not saying Spa is a dead track. No, no. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Because that's no, what no. you just said, bro. <laughs> I'm saying tracks like Spa will be dead in the future because they're just going to construct a street track like Saudi. Exactly. Or they're going to make a track like, I don't know. Also, they're just going to make these kind of tracks for... I actually had this down because uh, Abu Dhabi's now signed a contract. They're going to be on the calendar until 2030. All I'm saying is it sounds like rather than F1 going to places like Vietnam, actually having a race in Africa, they're saying South Africa, you know, could come back. They want it to come back. Instead, they're going to have three tracks in America or whatever it is. As big as America is, fair enough, cool. But then on top of that, they're just going to have these... That's why the season. They're just gonna have. Oh, that's what. Well, the, this is one thing Liberty Media is doing that I don't like as much. Is essentially the, the season's just getting longer and longer, and you can yeah. see like a driver like Daniel Ricciardo, like five six races ago, he's just I like I want the season to end, and it's, it's just because it's, so, it's too much. It's too long. Like you're gonna have three in America, and like five I think no no like Qatar. Saudi. We're going to have 14. Every single oil money track trying to get their, Wait, diversify was, their income is going to end up having Singapore, an F1 track. No, Singapore is actually really nice. But like, I'm thinking three in America. No, to, to be fair, we only have two confirmed in America. But like, they're trying to get the next one. They're getting the third one. So say three there. And then we have in the Middle East, you have like, is it three or four? Bahrain, Qatar, Abu Dhabi. Four. And Saudi. Saudi, yeah. So that's seven races. Just, just... Yeah, it's to just be fair, to be fair I actually don't. I don't mind the Middle East races because they're actually quite nice. It's cool and it's but nice. I, do, I don't. I but don't, you don't want. I don't like. I don't like the American races because they're just the races are actually boring. I just don't want them all there. Miami, Miami, they just converted the like. Oh, it was a car park. Yeah, it's it's a car, bro. <laughs> like Formula One is missing. All, in a car Vietnam has disappeared as well. Like Vietnam was meant to be on the track, but uh, on the calendar, but because of COVID, it gets taken off, and now it's just vanished into the distance because it can't handle the the money that's being thrown at the calendar now. The, the calendar is basically a bid war. But this, Honestly, the calendar's turning into a bid war. But this is the thing. This is what you get when, when like, F1's commercialized to this degree. They yeah. just want to yeah, make yeah. money. And so, okay, you give us a lot of money and put your track on. Does it matter that... To be fair, Europe is going to... I don't see them removing races from Europe. Because no, races in Europe have way too much history. But And the fan base is predominantly in Europe. Yeah, exactly. So Europe is not going anywhere. But they're gonna put a lot of races in America, a lot of races in the Middle East, because so they're just gonna get a lot of money. Yeah. And then, uh, this is the thing: like you can do a lot more races in the Far East. That that's the thing. Like you, there's there's a big market there. Completely, especially now. I think they might be saying they want to do another China race, obviously because of Joe. So it's all politics, really. You get a Chinese driver on the grid, let's go to China. You get a Dutch driver on the grid, and he's doing well. Let's go to Zandvoort. To be fair, I can't argue with Zandvoort. Like it deserves to be on the calendar and all of this, especially with the Dutch fans. Like you can't deny them a race. But it's just you can tell where this is going now. Yep. Yeah. Well, we'll move on from that. No one really wants to see that. Uh. So we've just got to the point where Lewis has passed Perez. Perez gets out of the way. Lewis extends the gap from Max again. He stretches his lead until Giovinazzi stops, brings out a VSC, and Max pits again. Everyone arguing that Lewis should pit and all of this stuff or whatever it is, complaining about the Mercedes strategy. Throughout the whole race, there was no point pitting again, realistically. The, the car ahead, 
the ideal strategy was a one stop. They were on the ideal strategy. No, but There's I think, nothing else I think that at that point done. there is an argument they should have pitted on the, the VC just because if if a if a safety fire happened. You can't no, you can't even say that though. No, but that's the if they pitted under uh, under um, T, um was it VSC, he would have given up track position, isn't it? He but would see, have given up track position every time. Every time people say he should have pitted under this or that, he would have given up track position. Obviously, the people are saying that with hindsight. Like, as in, yeah, exactly. In you can't complain. But yeah. I, I'd say the, the one thing I'd say is I, I expected them to pit him under the VSC. I didn't. Because he, he would have, even if he lost track position. Yeah, but you can't do that. You said right at the start, there's no way he gets past Max. Which is why you don't. No, no, I think I think he would have gotten past Max with the with the performance he had. That's the, like you can't it would have it would have been hard. I, that's the thing. I agree, it would have been hard. But they would have both but, pitted. Oh yeah, yeah, but even even then, or even he was had superior performance. But if if like anything happened and they crashed, Max is disqualified. Yeah, but you can't bet on that, and you can tell why they didn't bet on that when we get to the but, end of the but race. But then, but then uh, they were screwed up because of that. See. They were screwed at the, the reason you know why I say this is it's based on purely if you go and watch like older races like I would love your races, you generally get like a, at least a safety car, like a safety car in a VSC or something like that. Yeah. yeah so that's that's based on that, based on that. on that no no, but that's the thing that like in Saudi, um the whole red flag like no no like when you when you've raced at a track before, the idea yeah. is you know that okay, like we're gonna get say two safety cars one safety car so you base your strategy on that but they didn't take that into account and that that hurt them on the longer run because obviously there is the other part of michael messi going in but like it, it did hurt them i'd say you run. can't base your strategy around there being a thing it was a one-stop so even if they based it around that you'll say so to for them to have based their strategy on a safety car or bsc they would have had to extend the first stint and go longer on the hards because that was the only pit stop they were making. You can't, the two stop was too slow. He stopped Sorry. way too early for like Hamilton stopped way too. I was surprised he stopped. Yeah, but if early. you leave him out for too long, Verstappen gets an undercut. No, so it's like he was position. like 10 seconds ahead. Even then, they just didn't want to risk anything. You just no, cover no, it off. No, like, like, but that, see, this is, this is where their logic is a bit shocking to be honest. Is he's 10 seconds ahead and he's still setting like quick, like fastest laps. Why did he bring him for new tires? Leave him, and then if a VSC happens, you bring him. If it doesn't happen, you put him much later in the race, for the end of the race. He has, mu- he has track position and much fresher tires than Max. Why, why did, why, that, that's why I don't get, why did he bring him in? To be perfectly honest, like, at the time we both like had that's, they did that. I they did that agreeing in, with you at the time. They did it in Qatar. But Qatar is in like, Qatar is, that's the thing, Qatar is like, like you're not really like you're not really gonna get safety cars there. There's so much runoff. They're just gonna run off and come back in. So, I get I get you just doing what Red Bull is doing there. But in Abu Dhabi, you know someone's gonna crash eventually. So you have to take that into account. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying they should have saved. Like perhaps they shouldn't have pitted twice, but they should have extended the first thing and pitted much later. Okay, yeah. Because then they take into account. Oh, if there is a safety car and Max is closer, Lewis is on much fresher tires and. He can actually keep him behind. Yeah, I almost see that, yeah. But I'd say the, the there's I, the whole I'm argument about gaps and stuff. Like they need to find a gap in the midfield to be able to bring him out and all of this. But Yenius had to like Yenius had to like overtake like six back markers. That was at the end. That was. No, no, that's that was unrelated. Early. 
No, this was after the stops and stuff. He was going through them afterwards. This was later. Yeah, but like if he's if he spent like ten more laps, he'd have been fucked. No, no ten more laps, but like say ten more. Laps. I get no the argument for extending the stint. I get it, but I also get why they didn't do that. Like it's but, just another. But that's thing why they lost the championship. That is not why they lost the championship. That is definitely not why they lost the championship. No, but I would say one thing. I would say one thing. Like the past few years, Mercedes has had like their their calls in terms of, um, like strategy and stuff has been much better than this year. Yeah, 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 true. That's true. I think bad bad calls or semi bad calls this year have put them at a disadvantage. True. Yeah. Which in previous years I think they would have taken advantage of the VSC or the safety car or changed up like their their thingy somehow, you know. Yes, but the problem is they were ahead. If yeah, they were in Red Bull's position like, and they were behind, they could Bottas, have Bottas the way the way Bottas was, when Verstappen pitted, he could have actually come out come out behind Bottas. The way the way they were going, he was actually he was within uh, Verstappen's uh, window. Yes, but I don't think Bottas had pitted at this point. How do you not? I don't think so, no. Obviously, he was on... They could have just left him out on track. Probably useless, bro. They could have just <laughs> left <laughs> They would have left Honestly. him out on track for the embarrassment. No, Once no, that's no, on his mediums from the start of the race up against Max, just, just they're like, like, do something, bro, do something. After Perez, you know Perez, what? You see what Perez did? You try and do that. Perez did it on softs, bro. I know, that's why I'm saying they would have been like, you exactly. see what Perez did? Do some of that. And then Max, <laughs> Max like, passes him instantly. Defend like a lion. <laughs> He defends like a ginger cat, to be honest. It's actually awful. It's so bad. But I say they, could, they should have, based on previous data, at least taken that into account with their strategy. Maybe not. They, maybe they just can't. One if it stop, was a two-stop race, then one fine, stop, but no, it wasn't. But one stop, but then extend your first stint. Because if something happens later on, you have fresher tyres to fight at the end. That's all I'm saying. I see, okay, because based yeah. on previous data, you know there's going to be a safety car at some You don't know that. Race. No, no, but that's 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 why you actually, if you look at like their analysis of the races and stuff, they actually look at previous safety cars and percentages of this stuff. Yeah, they look at the percentage the, chance of a safety car, but you never know when account. it's going to happen. All this. Obviously, you don't know, but you take that into account with your strategy. Yeah. They they just they ignored all of that. They're useless, bro. I, I still see why they did what they did, and either way, at the end of the day, it's completely useless anyway. Because what happened was Max Pitts. He tries to catch up. Everyone's like, right, this is it. Max Verstappen, fast laps, go for it. Lewis is on old hards, try and catch up. And he does try, to be fair to him. But the gap ends up, it goes down from 18 to 11. And it but stops. as soon as the safety car is called, Max goes in for socks. This is afterwards. So him now on his, I'm talking before this. He's no, on, no, I'm talking, he's on his I'm talking about like, Red Bull's reaction to the VSC and the safety car. No, sure, we, we're not there yet. We're, better not there. Than we're not there yet, we're not there yet. No, no, we're talking about Mercedes. Is like Their reaction to the VSC and safety car was never as good as Red Bull. But it couldn't be because he was ahead. No. Bro, you're saying that Lewis Hamilton is winning the race, right? He's winning the race by 11 seconds. There's seven laps to go and a safety car. Or was it Oh, five? no, I'm saying with it the was VSC. Five. If he stopped with the VSC... He would have come back if he comes out. He comes out like right behind him. I swear you said yourself the VSC when it came out. He was past the line anyway. He was past the line, but if he stopped on the second one, then he would have. No, then the safety car ended while he would have been in the thing. I think the safety car ended as he was on the start finish straight, which means that if he went into the VSC, sorry, yeah. yeah. So if he went into pit, the VSC would have ended as he was in the pits. So he still had like a massive gap. Bro, you can't do this. You can't just say give up track position. 
and then give up trying like you can't do that. You, you keep saying he's Lewis, he'll overtake Max. You're the one who's saying I will overtake. I know, but I'm not trying to risk having him behind Max for Max to go and crash into him, am I? But I'm then that's the thing. That. If that's what Michael Massey said at the beginning, if he crashes it, if he crashes into him, it's going to be obvious and it's going to get a disqualification. But sure, but fair, I still don't trust Max to let him go. To be fair, like he he could have like we saw the turn one dive. That was lap one of the race. Exactly. And to be fair, he pulled off. I'm not saying that was dangerous, but he went for it clearly. Exactly. So I'm saying that I wouldn't be surprised if, if Lewis was put behind him, he would have crashed. I mean, we saw afterwards Lewis on his 40-lap-old hards on the last lap. He was weaving all over the place. Oh, Max. Yeah. That wasn't dangerous. I know he was ahead, but he got a black and white flag for that in Brazil. It was mu- no, no, no. But in Brazil, he was much closer. It was probably the same thing. No, no, no. He was much, like, if you're mu- much further ahead, you can, you can weave some, but you can't weave when you're... In Brazil, he was much closer to the car. So that's Either what, way, that's what, what I'm saying is that's not what lost in the championship because then oh, the no, safety car comes out. I'm not saying that's out. what lost in the championship. I'm saying they could have done better. That's what I'm saying. You can always say they could have done better. No, but that's the thing. They take the percentage into everything, and then with this one, bro, they don't. They do definitely anything. run the numbers on that. Nonsense. Bro. These are like Oxford graduates running exactly. supercomputers, bro. Of course, well, they took the, the numbers but that's into the thing. account. No, you can't actually say that this year. This year, their strategy has been bad, bro. Except there for, have been for like for like no 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 except for like two races I think where they won on strategies like Barcelona and like Portimao or something the rest of the strategy calls have just been bad. There's been a few horrendous ones. Russia yes. was good. Hungary was horrific. But ha- again, Russia. Hungary okay, didn't Russia. Of- Russia and then Barcelona. I think they won on strategy. Yeah, Barcelona and Portimao essentially. I have Those were the three ones where they actually did well. Everything else is just mm. Bahrain. You could say. Sort of that was risky, but it's just the thing. If you're the lead, if you're the lead car, you can't make an audacious move because you're you're just giving up track position for no reason. If you're the lead car, you wait, you you do what you want, and if you're behind, you take all the risks. Because as we saw, when Max pitted again under the actual safety car when Latifi crashed on lap fifty three, they just they just shoved Perez in the pits and said, "Listen, we're gonna have to retire you." They say yeah, this that's is, very suspicious. So here's the funny thing. They say this is because of an engine issue. There's word on Ted Kravitz's street. Oil and water issue. That's what they said officially. Word on the street from Ted Kravitz himself is that they... Well, he said this is a conspiracy theory, so this isn't even like it's information coming from him. He says they underfueled Perez so that he wouldn't finish anyway. With the idea so that he, he probably would So he can defend from Lewis Mustang. So exactly. Which I wouldn't be that surprised. But the moment he comes out after pitting... No, but that's, that actually doesn't like make a lot of sense because Perez was very surprised on the radio when they told him to retire. If he was under fuel, he, he would have known he's under fuel. He's a great actor. No. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah. I, I'd be actually... I, I think it's more... He was ahead of Max. He was one of the cars he, he had to overtake. Yes. If they just retire him because he has less cars to overtake, then that's, that's, that's the reason. If they did, it's fair enough. And that's what... What they I said. don't think it's like like actually like the underfield. I think it's just the case where he's gonna have more cars to overtake under blue flags. I can so just agree take with that. Yeah, Perez definitely. out of the wall. Yeah. That's one less he has to overtake. True, and that's what made the. And at first that point, they're not gonna win the championship anyways, like the constructors. So it didn't make any difference. Yeah, completely. So that's why Perez retired. So, the safety car is now going round. We're on the second to last lap and all the lapped cars are still between Max and Lewis and between everyone else. I actually have the order that they were in beforehand. I'm surprised you didn't let the... the, the what do you reckon? Like... 
the way he did it was weird. So he he could have let like he could have done. They did. I think they did four laps, three laps on the safety car. It was fifty three. There's fifty eight in total. Yeah. So I think Lewis like, might have crossed the yeah. line. So I don't know if it was fifty three or fifty four. The yeah. accident was fifty. So it would have been fifty three. Sorry, yeah. Say like four laps under a safety car. What What surprised me is they cleared the track out in like two laps. So he could have legitimately at like the third lap let them go, let all the uh, all the cars unlap themselves, give them a whole lap to build a gap. And that let, let Lewis and Max race for the last lap. If he'd done that, no one had complained because he's done everything by the books. Now, <clears throat> what, the reason people are complaining is because he went and said, oh, you're not going to be allowed to overtake. And if he didn't do that, by the books, he's actually doing nothing wrong. People would have been upset. You ruined the show, this, this, this. I think technically they have to. As much as no, they no, said no, in, no. I think they said in commentary that you don't you, have to. You don't have to. It's up to I the... I think it says that he... No, no, it's up to the race director, like Michael Massey said. Yeah. It's up to him. He, either he can let all the cars go or yeah. let none of the cars go, keep the order. And then there's this rule, this overarching rule, which when it comes to safety, he can do whatever he wants. I'll get onto that because I completely disagree. But, but essentially, he, he, he did not follow this rule. He did not follow this rule. And he just end up... The reason people are annoyed is he... He said, you, uh, like, the, the cars are not going to be unlapped. And based on that, Mercedes were like, okay, you know what? We're not actually, we can't, we're, we don't need to pit. Uh, not we don't want to. We don't need to pit because if we pit, we give up track position. And Max is anyways, like, five cars down the road. He's not going to be able in one lap to overtake five cars and reach us. If the, if the race had ended under safety car, no one would have said anything. Safety and stuff, no one can say anything. If he had let all the cars go with two laps and then like one lap of racing, no one would have said anything. He said none of the cars are passing. Then he let only the cars between Max and Lewis pass. And then, you know, it's like the opportunity they got to like bring up Brazil again. And they just, they just could not let it go. Like he didn't even give them, the, he's supposed to, he has to give them a lap to build up a gap before yeah. he, he did not do any of that. Why? So like, it's, no, why? Yeah. Bro! So we'll start from before. There's a crash. His options are red flag, safety car. Red flag or safety car, we'll start there. I think red, red flag's flag fine. If you red flagged it, everyone would have been happy. Here's the thing. He spoke to Sky Sports beforehand to like Corinne Chaddock or someone. There was a crash in practice where I think Kimmy crashed there. And they said, if someone crashes there, do you reckon that's a red flag? And he goes, nah, it's a safety car. Like, it says it's not worth it, it's a safety car. And the whole point of the whole point of the VSC is so that it disrupts the racing less than the safety car. The whole point of the safety car is so it disrupts the racing less than the red flag. Because otherwise, if you don't have the VSC in the safety car, you red flag it for every tiny incident. So he's like, let's keep it going, safety car. I get that because it's less of a disruption. Looking back, a red flag would have made sense, but that only would have made sense if we're admitting that he's going to do this for the show. Because it no, would have been a fair fight to the end, but a red flag would have meant he's doing it because of the show, not because of safety. I know the red flag is safer than a VS, uh, safety car, technically. No, but, but you can also look at it show. that the race is going to end under the safety car, which is possible, but... So here's so the next just... option. He's now released... He's, he's let the safety car out. They're doing safety car laps. They have to wait until the track is completely safe. Then they start this procedure. Now, the articles that people are quoting... 48 Wasn't as a whole, 48 as a whole refers to the safety car. 0.12 
is about the lapped cars. Point one three is about how it ends. The lapped cars one, it says when the track is safe, you let all the cars go. It says, here's the, the confusing thing though. It says if it's unsafe, you don't let them through. So if we're interpreting this properly, the way I see it is, if it's safe, the lapped cars have to unlap themselves. No, no, no. no. But before, uh, even in commentary, Sky Sports were saying, oh yeah, you know, if he wants to let them go, he can let them go. If he doesn't want to let them go, that's fine. I think I've seen both situations before. So that's nothing new. If he let them unlap themselves, or if he didn't let them unlap themselves, perfectly fine. The breach, and what Mercedes are now complaining about, is he's only let the cars between Lewis and Max go. This and is wrong on did this, so many levels. He, he, did it, he did it as well with like 30 seconds of notice. He's like, so he said the cars are not unlapping themselves. And then like 30 seconds later, he's like, no, the cars can unlap themselves. Yeah. He's like, he got a call from the head of Liberty. Oh, he's like, don't ruin, the, <laughs> don't ruin the show. Honestly, the U-turn was inspired by Boris Johnson. Like he went in, he came in, he said the thing. He said what they're going to do. They're not going to unlap themselves. He realizes he's not going to be able to let them unlap themselves in time. No, wait, sorry. He says he's not, he's not letting them through. Then he realizes, hold on, there's no way Max can have a proper fight with Lewis. Not saying he's trying to be biased to Max, he's trying to create some Netflix drama. So he goes, oh, wait, hold on, we've got to let some of them through. But I can't let all of them through because then we won't have time. All right, you know what, you five, go. Which is so wrong because, first of all, it's a clear breach of the regulations. Second, since when were Lewis and Max the only drivers on the, on the course? Like, I know technically the only people the casual fans care about are the two title contenders. But if I go here to what I've written down, we've got between Verstappen and Sainz, P2 and 3, Daniel Ricciardo and Lance Stroll were there, Mick Schumacher was between Bottas and Sonoda. Now, Sonoda got past Bottas in the end, fair enough. But, and so did Gasly as well. They both got past him on the final lap. But what if they didn't? Like, realist, you're not giving them a fair opportunity. If you're giving Max Verstappen a fair opportunity to have a go at Hamilton at the end of the race, you, give everyone, you give everyone a fair opportunity to make the pass. Mm -hmm. So everyone's saying if Latifi crashed a sec uh, lap before all of this, sure, perfectly fine. If Latifi, if Latifi crashes a lap before, the safety procedure is followed and all the lapped cars are allowed to unlap themselves, everyone has a fight to... Whatever. But that's the thing, he could have, he could have, let, the cars, he could have let the cars unlap themselves earlier because the tra track was clear. I don't know about this. No, no, the track was clear. You could see the track was clear. The marshals were off the track. So he right. could have let them through, but he, at that I'm point he wasn't going to let them through. Like no, if, if I think he still rushed it, to be honest. But that's the, if he'd red flagged it, and he's like, okay, it's not that big of a crash that he'd red flag it, to be honest. I don't expect That still would have been slightly dodgy, but it would have but been. If it wouldn't read, have been against the... No, it no. Have been, it wouldn't have been a complete breach of the regulations. Actually, it would have been, 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 been slightly dodgy. Was. But no, if he red flags it, no one actually can... Like, he can just say the because it's in such a tight part of the track so he can say that you know at this point it's in it's on the racing line as well it's a great this. there's an argument there the, there is a there is a really good argument for it being a red flag i expected him to red flag because it's on the racing line there's debris across the track you're putting marshals in danger all of this stuff just red flag it and start from the beginning it's good for lewis he puts on new tires defends wins yeah a bit of action at the end i guess but uh, the sure. way he did it just ruined everything. He ruined it for Lewis. He ruined it for Max fans. And I think it's like, I don't think Max is uh, upset because he's just world champion. He would but be I upset if 
it would ruin his celebrations if Merck then went and yeah. watched their protest. But then I think it ruins the sport. It ruins the sport. Yeah, because, definitely, definitely, definitely. Because now, like, people who are getting into the sport and they were so excited. Like, this season has been incredible. I was telling my friend, is like, you never get, like, his first season watching Formula 1 is this. He's the guy you're on the phone with. Yeah. You, you're never going to get a season like this. And they ruined it at the end by doing what they did. And it's just like, why though? It's stupid. Like, the sport is a joke now. Like you said, we've got football players now chatting. We've got uh, Gary Lineker now talking about all of this. I saw Trevor Noah trying to chat. Trevor Noah goes, uh, oh, yeah, I know it's bad, but, you know, a controversial race is better than a boring one. I'm like, shut up, man. Then, like, everyone's talking about it. It's been trending on Twitter. It's been all over the place. But then that might be, Everyone their, talking. That might be their goal to just get F on to it. Like, Here's the thing. Like, is it a very American of them to go, oh, you know, bad, no, no publicity is bad publicity or something. Let's just make the sport a complete joke. Anyway, uh, I know Max fans are going to be like, oh, you know, what about all of this? Whatever. The thing is, with everyone's had their swings of luck this year, the tire was completely unlucky. The Bottas crash was completely unlucky. This is completely different purely because someone went and... Through no fault of Max's, and no one's saying he doesn't deserve the title, we're just saying he got outclassed today and the only thing that made him win was Massey clearly breaking the rules to try and create a show. But then, it's then not unlucky. The, the, it's one thing, the one thing I think like Mercedes are not going to win this is the the clothes that he under the safety car he has complete control of the race and complete ah uh, yeah we didn't get onto this right yeah, so Michael Massey has Michael Massey can do whatever he wants under the safety car he has the powers to do see this is what surprises me he could have done this at any point that, like like they could come to him like like at any point during the race and he could be like this is what I think this is how it's gonna be so here's and the he problem only I have does this I believe in the last 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 lap of the last race like he's just creating drama bro like isn't it no he is a he's a netflix spawn bot but what i'm saying same way will buxton is a f1 sponsored bot what i'm saying is article so article 15 now we're talking separate that was 48 about the safety car 15 is about the stewards the officials the people who police the sport 15.3 is talking about the race director michael massey and it says he has uh, overall authority or something like this over a bunch of clauses a b c d whatever and the last one e is the safety car you've interpreted this as oh that means you can do what you want with the safety car Basically, yeah. personally i see this because in but context something... hold on hold on in context of 15 as a whole not just point three in context of 15 as a whole it's under the sub bracket all of the officials it references the clerk of the track who's basically the local official owner of the track of WWE. It talks about the other stewards, the people making the decisions. You know how the race director, Michael Massey, says, give the place back, otherwise I let the stewards investigate it, which mm. is referencing a different three sets of, like, yeah, three yeah. people who make the decisions. I'm saying the overall authority is in reference to these other people. So this overall authority argument, it actually means, for me, and a few other, quite a few other people are saying this as well. It doesn't mean he can just go off and break the rules if he really but that's wants the to. Thing, that's it the means it's, it's he based can on overrule other people's decisions. But it's based on precedent. He can just go do like he. People are saying he can do go do whatever he wants, because that's. It's not like obviously it's written in like that's why lawyers are getting involved. Yeah. But as yeah, long as, as long as you can prove that, it's ambiguous enough. Then fair enough. Okay. But you know what they're saying makes sense. We can't overturn it because 
under this clause, yeah, he's given he's given the authority. So he's given the authority over the safety car. He can do whatever he wants under the safety car. It's not yeah. like the 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 line is not like obvious. Like it's not like uh, you have to let all the cars through or let none of the cars through. That one is. That's that one saying, is. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, but it's overruled by this one because he has full authority. Does he not? So that's that the whole stupid. point. That one's really. Stupid. That's the whole point of like. Here's That's the why other, the lawyers are getting involved. Yeah, because here's the other o- overruling thing. The argument they made. Uh, honestly, Red Bull's argument, reading them in the thing, it was awful. They were so bad. I don't know how... Obviously, I can see how they didn't overrule the decision about the championship. They're the not FIA going weren't to. going to admit that they've done this completely wrong. But the second thing that they ruined... So we've said about the cars overtaking or not and that drama. Once you let the lap cars through, you, you have to, have give, them to give them at least... Well, it doesn't say at least a lap. It says the following lap you bring the safety car in if it's safe to do so. So these cars get so let off. Go, off you go. You can drive around. Uh, just get out the way, basically. And then you do another lap to give them enough chance to drive off, get out the way, catch up to everyone else. And then you bring the safety car in. What he did was he let them go and then let this, brought the safety car in within like the a same sector. Corners. Like, what is that? It was so desperate. Honestly, it was so desperate. Like it was so blatant. It's it's a clear that's what I'm saying. Rules. That's what I'm saying. If he if he only cared about the show, he should have just red flagged it. Yeah, it would and have like been. Let's just say start. he's cheated it, and he hasn't even cheated it in a smart way. Exactly. Realistically, he's like, done it stupid. in such a bad way that it just reflects very badly on this. I think at this point, exactly. Michael Bro, has so to go. If I was trying to steal your glasses, I wouldn't steal them when they're on your face. I would take them when they're in your bag. Like, bro, it's a robbery. Like, what's he trying to do? It's so stupid. I can't See, be I think, I think at the end of the day, like, everyone who talks, I don't think it's Max's fault. No, yeah, yeah. I sorry, think under the circumstances, yeah, yeah, I think under the circumstances, Max did and Red Bull did what the best they could do. They actually, they took advantage of the VSC, they took advantage of the safety car, and they won it in the end based on the cars they were dealt. Now, I think yeah. the issue is different in terms of, I think if, if the International Court of Appeals, like, or whatever, or the higher one, if they come to a conclusion... My guess is they're not going to take it from Verstappen. I don't right. see them doing that because it's not his fault. Yeah. It's not Red Bull's fault. No. I think, I think but it also isn't Mercedes' fault. That's the weird Exactly. Part. So I think it would, to, to kind of give back to Mercedes, like to balance kind of the odds, it, it, like essentially it would be dumped on the FIA and the stewards and race. I see that, yeah. No, that's a very good point. Yeah. I see they him getting punish. fired essentially. Yeah, you'd, you'd say they'd probably punish the FIA, but they yeah. wouldn't want to overturn the decision because it's unfair on everyone. So here's the, here's the next point. F1's now in a lose-lose situation. If Mercedes go through with this, even if they don't go through with this, the amount of pl- publicity on this controversy now and pretty much everyone knowing it's a clear breach of regulations, whether you like it or not, obviously, it's in some people's favour, it isn't in other people's. The point is, if Mercedes go through with it now or whether they don't go through with it, the end of the race was filled with controversy F1 fans are now arguing about this issue and what's going on. We're all saying, Max fans or Lewis fans, we're all saying Massey out. No one wants him in. He's a joke completely. The two outcomes now are either Lewis... Either the the decision isn't overruled, Max gets his championship, but everyone knows deep down, realistically, that it was gifted to him by Michael Massey. Through no fault of his own, and he's a deserved winner... Well played to him. He did very well this year. He's a you know great championship. But on the final race, he was beaten by Lewis. 
and he was gifted it through finessing the rules clearly in a disgusting display by Michael Massey. So it's very unfortunate for Max, but I do feel bad for him. The other decision then is it gets overruled. Max Verstappen goes on celebrating his championship for a few more, however long, and then gets the trophy taken off him afterwards. Lewis wins his eighth world title and the Michael Schumacher record is broken, but it's broken in months afterwards way. in court. Like either way, it's just it's just awful. Like no one. That's what I'm it. saying. They, they, they won't do this and they won't do this. They'll just put the blame all on the stewards and the FI. I think that I think they actually need to sit down and like rewrite the the, the rules. Here's the thing. No, rewrite like the, the rules. rules. Not the rules, but in terms of like the race director does not have yeah, overarching power. He has to follow procedures, especially. When I it comes think to that's safety. already there, but if it's like, argued, then they fair need enough. to remove that, or they need to make that clause clear that he yeah. can't have overarching authority like that. I'd say if you say the stewards have overarching authority, I'd say, okay, because it's three of them, so it balance it out. But if you say him, well, well he is biased. <laughs> like, He's, every person that's is the biased. That's the the bias. yeah. Everything. If it's three people there, they're not all going to be three biased. Like, relatively, you get, it balances out. I think over the course of the season, to be honest, if you look at all the kind of decisions, I think it balances out. Like, in terms of, like, he got this for him, he got for this for him and stuff. Obviously, some decisions were much bigger than others. Yeah. But then, at the end, I think it balances out. I, I'm sad to see it end this way. Yeah, like, definitely. That's the main thing. Th- that's what kind of... Any fan of the every, sport every, is Every fan, like, I was watching the WTF on, like, pre, like, post-race. Like, they did a podcast straight after. Yeah. Then they did one the next day. But I was watching that one, and they were, like... Even, even, um, Tom. Tommy, yeah. The, yeah, the he's, Max Verstappen yeah, fan. Yeah, he's a Max Verstappen fan. And he's, like, I'm sad to see it end this way. In terms of, like, he, he said that I think Max deserves to win the championship. I think that's true. I think everyone thinks Max deserves to win it. But the way Lewis lost it, you can't not feel for him. Like, and if he won it afterwards, you would say, fair enough. He did an incredible end to the season. Exactly. He yeah. outdrove him today or Sunday, whenever it was. He did all of this, whatever. He won the championship. Great fight from Max. He did incredible. It was, if things, if rules were followed... There would be an argument there where you'd say, oh, you know, all these rules are broken. Max Verstappen, probably the best title. Because right now, the argument is the best the best title contention to not be, to finish second is Lewis. With like 10 wins, a bunch of podiums, all of this, blah, 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 this many points. He's like, he did the best performance to finish second. Max would easily take that place if he lost on Sunday. But he didn't. Either way, people are going to be annoyed. But the fact the rules weren't followed is ridiculous. Like, yeah. it's stupid. But then the rules weren't followed from, like, the beginning of the season. Like, the first race, I think it was, like... first race, they deleted some laps because, you know, track, uh, track limits and stuff. Yeah. And then they did the whole thing with Max giving back the position, which I get then because it was, like, he overtook outside. But from there, I think Bahrain was fine. I think after Bahrain, it was just bad, bro. Like, you got races where it's just like, you're sitting there, you're like, at every single race, you're just sitting there, you're like, what have they done? Like, honestly, what have you guys done? Like, they've done. It's all, like, I'm pretty sure. I think they set a bad precedent in the beginning. And then they felt like, Michael Massey has felt like he has had to kind of give some to this, and then I have to give some to this, and this, this, this. And he just, like, that's the thing you should, this is how it is. Yeah, because if you set a bad precedent at the start, you're then not either following that bad precedent the whole way, 
or you're overruling a decision and then drivers go. But that's the thing. If he, if he, if he, like, if he does a mistake and he just sticks to it for the whole season, like you can overtake this way. You can do it the whole season, but when you do it sometimes and sometimes not, that's the worst thing. Because like in some races, nah, it's okay. In some other races, you don't even. Not. The worst part is you don't even admit guilt and then go back. Exactly. You you just change the rules whenever you want, which is honestly horrific. And for the pinnacle of motorsport and what's trying to be the biggest it's sport in the world, dumb, bro. it's awful because it has potential to not become the biggest sport in the world. But motorsport is a corner that's very much held by F one. Like, you know, in football, it's the biggest sport in the world, but, you know, they got leagues and all of this. Well, Formula One is a world championship. It should appeal to pretty much everyone. And it's just, you know, every, it's embarrassing. Every every new person I've met who's, like, watched Formula One for the first season, they've said that I've never felt as excited as I felt in that last part of the race. Those oh, last yeah. few laps. No one, like, that's what Formula One can do. It's yeah. that level of excitement. You don't feel it at any other sport. And I feel like they're miss like they're ruining it for new fans, and they're ruining it. More new fans might not care as much, True, but yeah. actually they care about. Like I think they're ruining more also for like the older fans more, Definitely. because you we know the rules, we know what's happening, and we kind of understand it a bit more. Like I was explaining out to my friend like this happened and this happened and kind of the consequences of everything. I think once he got it, he was like, obviously he's a Max Verstappen fan, so he's happy. But once he got it, he was like, okay, no, like this is not. This exactly, because like, this is not good. You know, for everyone else, you see the the message flash, five lapped cars. These five ca- lapped cars are allowed to unlap themselves, and then the safety car comes in instantly. As much as there's excitement, we're like, "What is this? I've never seen this before in my life." Obviously, oh, the new crazy. fans are like, "Oh no way! This is incredible! Like we're going racing, and they they're, they're going to decide who wins the championship." And Crofty starts screaming, and everyone's screaming, and it's great. But then you tell them, "Oh yeah, you know how you, he like crossed the line and finished first, and they gave him the trophy and stuff." Yeah, that might not actually happen now they're going to court about it. Exactly. And then you have to explain all of this and it's it's awful. Like it's yeah. just it's so tough. It's so tough. Very but, I just, <sighs> but I'd say the nice thing about the race was when Alex Albon jumped on the radio <laughs> and was screaming. Max! That was nice. Yo, that, that was, was nice. that was actually so wholesome. Like as in like Albon was so high. like you can see his sight for Max. Yeah. That was actually like I still it's not like I say my favourite is like two beasts. Um, like that is just oh, yeah, yeah. that is just I the clicked that last like, time I couldn't find it's like, it's like the I think that's like the best kind of one liner in sport ever really ever like one liner in sport is just like when someone asks that's the first thing that comes to mind it's up there yeah I, don't really I think this one's good it's just that one is just like incredible no yeah Crop because Crofty's going for the champion of the world thing it's, it's kind yeah, of it's no. a bit standard now he does it every exactly, year exactly yeah it's boring do you be but, yeah, I mean it was off the radio as well. Exactly, yeah, that's why it was, why it was, was so good. And yeah. then he's crying and it's so nice. But, but right. Yeah. Not to make this the Max and Lewis show, seeing as uh we he don't is, want Massey the only person watching this. We've just got to round this out quickly and mention basically everything else that happened. Tonodo so, is incredible. Science on the podium, you love to see it. The one time I don't predict him to finish on the podium, he finishes on the podium, which is you know what, fair play to him. He's now finished fifth in the championship. That's ahead, ahead of, of Norris Charles. and Charles. Yeah, I think you have, to give him, you have to give him points for going into Ferrari, going into Charles' team, beating him. And just, I think that there was like people saying, oh, Mick Schumacher's going to come. They're going to let Carlos go. I think yeah. they can't. Because if they let him go, or you let him go of your better driver at this point, or like the guy who's uh, performed. Yeah. He jumped into a new car and he performed better over the course of the season than the other driver. 
So it's interesting. Yeah. So that, and the they're never going to let Charles go. True. Because the whole the whole conversation, the moment Carlos was given that seat, was oh yeah, he's a place filler. He gets a two year contract. Charles is already on his five year contract. He's he's basically Ferrari's next champion confirmed. The as soon as they get the car, and then Mick Schumacher, the son of greatest of all time, Michael Schumacher, he comes in. He fills his dad's boots. He comes into the team, and they've got two incredible drivers. But now they've got two incredible drivers anyway. I think that I think as well, like the team is more balanced now. Like Carlos and uh, Carlos and Charles seem to have a good relationship. As in, it's not like they're not buddies, but it's like professional relationship. There, there's respect there, and like you don't really. They're as fast as each other, pretty much. Yeah. But the uh, the interesting thing is, this is the first time in a long time, they haven't had a one and two. Like normally they end up having a one and two, so like uh, there was Schumacher, Barrichello, Alonso, Massa, Kim, uh, Kimi and Vettel all the way around. Like Vettel and Kimi, uh, pretty much for as long as I can remember, Ferrari have had a strong number one in the. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But now well, they don't. Like, need they can't to, do that's that. the thing. The balance of the team though is very good, so they don't actually need that. Like the. They, they, I think they, they do well together. You have to mention also Tsunoda, who got P4. Yeah, so Tsunoda best, and best Gasly, finish. 4 and 5. Yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed with... I think Tsunoda, like, if you look... He did well in Bahrain, and I think then everyone expected so much of him. And then he went through that phase that kind of all... Like, he's a bit more messy than, like, a lot of, like, guys who were in Formula 1 for the first year. But I think he picked, uh, picked up towards the end of the season. He's performing a lot better now. He said this is the best he's yeah. felt in terms of confidence. But in terms of like the previous races, he's also been like doing really well. He's getting there, yeah. Yeah, I think in terms of next season, going into next season, at the end of next season, I see, I see them, like if he keeps this up and he keeps improving, I see them keeping him and Gasly. I do see that as well, yeah. And then bring, because they have an incredible array of young talent, that then they're looking at like who can be the next maybe number two or who can challenge Max. Because if Max, from Max because uh, no no because Max could leave. Like realistically he could leave in the next few years. Whoa, so really? Who 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 would fill his boots? That's Sergio impressive. Sergio Perez can't do that. I don't know Sonoda can't do that. No. But like for instance there's Liam Lawson. Do you think he would leave in a couple years? Perhaps you never know. I've only the first thing you said on the radio after the was, next can we do this for the rest next, of my life? Yeah, yeah, but the next year if what happened to Sebastian Vettel happens in next year, uh, true, Max yeah. is leaving. True, yeah. To be fair, Max yeah, is too Max good of a driver Max to deal with a, a midfield team. Max is leaving. Oh my god, yeah, I completely forgot. Red Bull are probably gonna be a midfield team next year. Yeah, so he he is a Oh, leader. you're completely right. Yeah, well, I mean he's gonna oh, leave soon. So that's why Red Bull need to find someone good quickly. That's yeah. why I'm surprised they get, like, okay, like, new regulations and stuff. They'll probably be able to keep Max maybe for the year afterwards. But I think that's the thing with Max winning the championship. And, like, getting this taste of winning races, race in, race out. I don't think he's going to accept that going back again to what Red yeah. Bull would. It happens to everyone. Like, it happened to Lewis at McLaren. The reason he moved to Mercedes, which but was he, he stayed a with midfield that for team a at the time. Years, you know? He did stick with it, yeah. I don't think but Max would stick with it. He doesn't have that mentality. But either way, a quality driver does not sit around in a midfield team. They get no, no, no. Now that he's proven himself to be clearly... Exactly, a world champion. In terms of... In terms of now, I'd say he's the most valuable driver on the grid, obviously. Oh, Because age is so... Like, Lewis is so much older now. Lewis even is dead, bro. Even if... <laughs> 
Even if you want to argue who's faster, whatever, whatever, who cares? Realistically, he's younger, which means that he's way more valuable to a team. And he's only going to get better with time. Exactly. Like, he was able to keep up with Lewis this year and best him for most of the season. And he's only going to get better from here. So Yeah, which is why you would say that, realistically, if Red Bull come up with some dead midfield car, whoever's dominating next year... Max Verstappen has a clear entry into that but seat. But that's the interesting point. I don't see him going to Mercedes. No, no I no, don't no, see him no, going no. to Mercedes. But the question is, okay, if Lewis retires at the end of next year, who's going to get that second Mercedes? Are they going to get George to be there? No, I, I honestly, 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 I'd be happy if Gasly goes there and it's Gasly and George. Yo, oh my. That, that team would be insane. But that. then I also want like Daniel to leave and I want it to be Gasly and Lando. That would be a great team. I've said this, yeah, I said this a while ago. So... Yeah. Gasly, I think, if Lewis retires, I think that will create something for Gasly. It would be like a... The but if he doesn't, Nico he's screwed, basically. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Hopefully, it would be a shame to see Gasly go. But I don't see Max going to Mercedes. Yeah. I don't see no. him going to Ferrari. I think Ferrari are happy with the setup they're having. I don't think they want to yeah. bring in Max because it's a very toxic atmosphere. He's, he wants to be the number one. He has to be the number one. Yeah. It's not going to go down well. With like Charles, because they he have has to a keep good Charles. relationship with Lando. I don't see him going to McLaren. Zach Brown loves Lando way too much ah. to kind of let him play second fiddle in someone else. And I think the way Lando has stepped up this year. Ah, you could see he's worthy of being the leader. Yeah, yeah. I think I think give him another year. If he has if he has the car, I think now he's learned what it means to lead a race, and what like that kind of thing. I think there is inexperience in him but there's also inexperience in the team because they have not dealt with that for the past i don't know like 10 years yeah the staff turnover but from the last time they won the championship which was like what 2008 mercedes was. obviously have won a lot more so they had the experience of the time so now it's kind of about building that experience i think that with the team he has around him and stuff like that i think if given given a good car now from next season i think he could go on and potentially challenge Perhaps win, not next season, perhaps the season afterwards. Maybe, yeah. So he's won a few races. He knows what to do when he's leading a Grand Prix, how to do all of that stuff. And then perhaps the season afterwards. But then you've got George in there. See, that's the thing. Every team in the front of the grid now has their lead driver. I was saying this, yeah. The big teams have now locked out their places. So realistically, the only thing is like, if Aston Martin become good, he could go there. But like, Sebastian's going to retire is Stroll going to pay second fiddle to Max? He's going to have to, but would his dad allow that? In no. terms of money, maybe. No, we'll really, maybe not. And then the other teams, like Alpine, I don't really see him going there, to be honest. We'll see. We'll have a chat about driver transfers and stuff, because it's, it's very interesting. Like, see, Michael Massey, you don't need to fabricate entertainment, but like, what is this? So, anyway, wait, wait, so what, what were you, what did you, um, the positions from last time? Oh, what, the predictions? No, nah, shut up, zero. we'll do that in a second. No, it's two um, to zero. So, Yuki looking good. Gasly actually finished five points behind Daniel Ricciardo. We've been pretty critical of Daniel Ricciardo. Ocon finishes seven points behind Alonso. Fair play to him. I know Alonso, Alonso's like a dinosaur at this point, but like, solid performance Bro, over the year from him. Mazepin, worth noting, Nikita Mazepin finished 21st in a 20-driver yeah, <laughs> driver championship. That is... Beautiful stuff. Because what's his name finished driver. ahead of him? Kubisa. Yeah, in terms of like uh, places. Yeah, both of them on no points, but he finished higher in one race, which means Mazepin was last. Bro, the guy's driving with one hand, bro, and he still <laughs> finished ahead of him, bro. 
And this is... It's Monaco. I can't do anything. Oh, my. I can't. I'll never forget that. It's Monaco and, like, every I'll other driver is turning the dials, bro. Just listen and do it. I'll link that in the YouTube video. And uh, the last thing worth noting is it's the end of an era. Like, Kimi Raikkonen is now retiring. Giovinazzi is going to the Formula E, I think. Uh, the 2017 era cars, seeing as the last big change in the regulations for the aero department was 2017 when they made the wide tires and all of that stuff. That was the last big change. And now we're going to the 13-inch Pirelli tires, which they're testing right now. So there are pictures out there of them with the, the fresh they tires. Look nice. They look nice with the, um, with the um, like covers as well. They do look good, yeah. We'll see how they act and how they perform, seeing as tires is a massive part of F1, and they always will be. So that Stop is delaying. Uh, I don't want to do this, man. Ah, uh, here we go. I should have predicted this, you know. It wasn't even that hard. To, okay, actually, no, it was kind of that hard to predict. Stop okay, delaying. so the top, the top five, the actual top five. Actually, no, we need to do qualifying first. Right. Max, it was Max uh, Lewis Bottas. No, Max Lewis Lando, sorry. Yes, it was. Max Lewis Lando. Yeah, yeah We said, where is it, bro? Aha. You said Max Lewis Bottas. I got two no. of them right. I said Lewis <laughs> Max Bottas. You got zero. Also no. No, but I got two of them right, so I get the point for that. What do you mean? Oh, right, yeah. I got that one right. And then we've got for the race Max Lewis, that's yes. Bottas, no. Charles, no. Perez, no. I said Bottas Perez, Charles Lando Gasly. You got one right. I got Gasly. But I got two right, so I, it's basically uh, four and a half to zero now. And uh, I got driver of the day, if we count that. See, that was so predictable. But Kimi, Kimi was out of the race, so it doesn't Shut count. up, man. He got driver of the day. Parent. He didn't do that. He got driver of the Even day. Let me have this, bro. <laughs> Let me have this, please. Yeah, but I win two, you win one, so still four. I win overall. So it's four and a half to zero. <laughs> Listen, I'll just win. I'll win the fantasy one, it's fine. Just man. cry, bro. Right, well... Uh, this, we'll see. Once once we do the 2021, uh, 2022 predictions, we'll do an episode of like loads of predictions for the season. We'll see how that goes. No, that's going to go bad. That would be so funny. No, no, no we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Anyway, so yeah, that was an awful display. The actual top five from the race was uh, Max Lewis. Who's next? Science. Science. Sonoda Gasly. No, no one would have got Sonoda, to be honest. No, yeah, there's no way you're guessing Sonoda comes fourth. So... I mean, I guess that's it, to be honest. So, as we speak now, Mercedes have have not announced whether they're going to lodge that protest or not. Max Verstappen, for at least the next couple months, will be world champion. Most likely is the actual world champion. He is not going to change. Pro- yeah, no, I doubt it. So, congratulations to him. You know, solid stuff from him. 34th ever F1 world champion. He joins a very elite group of drivers. Could he go on to do a lot more? Probably. If, if he has the platform, I think. But I think it would be a lot harder for him to replicate, say, what Lewis did. Because he has a much better group of drivers around him than Lewis had. Like, in Lewis's era of right. dominance, realistically, like, it was only Nico. Like, Sebastian had passed his peak, and then everyone else was not that good, to be honest. So, Nico is the only one who could challenge him. But looking at the lineup now, the drivers who can challenge next year for the title... You've got Max, Lewis, George, Lando, Daniel. See, these are all big names now, but if, like, but, if we say like Daniel, everyone becomes a washed midfield driver, then... But, but what I'm saying position. is, 
the talent at the front of the grid now, if you discount yeah, Daniel, yeah, for instance, yeah, yeah. if you look at just the youngsters, Lando, George, Charles, Science, Gasly. Gasly, if he goes to a good team. So he's got way more talent challenging him, or they're going to be challenging him. So I yeah. think if he replicates what Lewis replicated, it'd be a lot harder. True. Um, yeah, so it'd be a lot more kind of, a, of an achievement. Well, we'll have to wait and see. I don't it all depends on who, who I wins the gamble with the, uh, with the regulations next year. Hopefully on Klein. We'll see. So that rounds out the 2021 season. We'll probably have to do an update next week on other stuff, seeing as this just can't be decided once someone crosses the checkered flag. Hopefully by the time we next make an episode, Massey is... Fine. Flown off to, <laughs> he's Fine. flown off to Sydney and he's ended up in a retirement home. I didn't know he's Australian. You know, I didn't Did know he's Australian. No. To be fair, I think I I was meant to mention this it earlier. But he got a Wikipedia page made of him, literally like in the last couple of days because of how much people were talking about him. So he has a brand new Wikipedia page and it says early life, something to do with his career before F one, and then it just says controversy and it goes straight to the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. So that's an incredible Wikipedia page. Not, not, a good, not a good reason to be famous, I guess. No, yeah, he's definitely not getting anywhere with his famous birthdays account. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great way to round it off. It's been an insane season, I have to say. We're, like, we're lucky to have witnessed the season, I guess. Yes, yeah. Like, I think it's, it's the best season, arguably, in the last, like... You could argue, like, 2010 was really exciting. Yeah, so but the last I'd 10, say, easily. Yeah, but I'd say... Like, realistically, we didn't really watch 2010. We didn't really watch 2008. So I'd say out of all the seasons I've watched, this has been the best season I've ever watched. It's been consistently kind of at the edge. You just kind of, like... You don't get, like, Max won a few races and then Silverstone happened, and then, like, there's always this kind of... And, like, the way, like, Toto and Christian and the teams are going at each other. The drama in, like... The, between the teams, between the drivers, the whole thing is like insane. The real drama, the fabricated drama. I'm, it was all great. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, like, what... Because there's so much stuff to cover. Like, ten episodes for Drive to Survive is not enough. I wouldn't be surprised if they do more. If, if they go, like, to, like, Abu Dhabi and then they're following, like, Kimi and not, like, <laughs> reporting... I mean, they can't follow Max. He's not going to be in Whoa. it. Oh, so. ah. No, but that's the thing. If they do that, I'm just... I'm going to, like... It needs to be blocked. Because <laughs> they did that last year. George Russell had that amazing race. And then they ended up not following any of it. And Uzi. then they were talking about like some... Oh, nah, Uzi, I mean, we don't trust uh, Drive to Survive to tell the full story. But next year, seeing as we'll be starting this podcast from the beginning, we'll be going through on a weekly basis through the winter break. And then weekly basis still throughout from the start of the season. Uh, you can trust us to give a better review probably. We much, won't miss anything. Much better review of the season. So... I guess that's all, and we will see you next week. Yeah. Thanks for, for listening yeah. or watching or whatever, and we'll we'll come up with like a, a season review or something next week. Yeah, see you guys soon. <laughs>